Hello, it's your girl Soroya again with a Thursday story time testimony talk episode for Kintsugi Talks Pod. If you are new to this podcast, welcome to Kintsugi Talks. If you are not following me or don't know where to listen to me at, you can follow me at Kintsugi Talks Pod. That is K I N T S U G I Talks Pod on Instagram, all lowercase letters, all put together with no spaces. And you can listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Now, today's story time testimony episode is about how I beat cancer three times. Yes, you heard me correctly. I said three times. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. type of cancer that I was diagnosed with was a blood cancer. It was called B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia. I received the first diagnosis of this in April of 2017, the second diagnosis in 2019, and then I received the third diagnosis of it on my birthday actually, November 30th of 2020. Now, I know a lot of you guys are probably like, how could you have gone through something three different times? Like, how is that even possible? And that is what I'm going to be talking to you guys about today. Just my story, what it was like for me, um, the pain that I went through. I did go through a lot of pain. Um, both emotionally and um, physically. And um, and yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, hopefully I don't get emotional during this episode because the last time I talked about it, I did. But um, I first want to give a definition of what this cancer is, like what it does. So, B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia is a cancer that affects your B lymphocytes. These are white blood cells that grow in the soft center of your bones, your bone marrow. That's what the soft center of your bones is called, the bone marrow. So the B lymphocytes are supposed to grow into cells that help you fight infections, but with this disease, they turn into leukemia cells that live longer than normal cells and they uh, can reproduce very, very quickly. They build up in your bone marrow and move into your bloodstream and from there they can spread to other organs in your body. So this is what I had dealt with uh, on three different uh, separate occasions. Now, um, from young, well, from birth, really, I've dealt with um, anemia, very, very severe anemia. Um, I was deficient in uh, a lot of different vitamins and nutrients that are crucial to the uh, human body. Um, the main one being iron, and then there was calcium, vitamin B, uh, magnesium, and a few others that I'm not um, remembering at the moment. And I took my vitamins, and I still do take my vitamins very regularly, 
but it wasn't until um it wasn't until like uh, a bit before April 2017, like a few months before April 2017, that I just started realizing that the stuff that I was dealing with was not normal for people with like who just had anemia. I was dealing with very bad nosebleeds. Um, my periods got heavier, severely heavier. Um, my hair was starting to fall out. Um, my weight was uh, decreasing at a, a very, a very high rate, uh, a rate in which is like, I shouldn't be losing this amount of weight in such like a short amount of time. Um, body aches all over an unexplainable pain. And I knew that this was not just anemia. So I went to many, many, many different doctors and all these doctors refused to test me for um for cancer because they said that oh like it's not cancer it's just anemia like you're like you'll you just have to keep taking your vitamins and I'm telling them all these things and they still wouldn't let me get the test done until I found the right doctor the doctor well doctors who I still go to today because there is a team of doctors that I work with when it comes to my blood and making sure that I'm still okay now to where it doesn't come back. And I went to them and they actually listened to me and they did the the test to see if there was any possible cancers or diseases. And in April 2017, that is when uh, they found it. And that same day is when I started um, it's when I started the cancer treatment. With a disease like cancer, it is usually connected to a mutated gene that could be genetic and I found that it definitely was a gene that was in the family that I just didn't think I would get. Um, the first person well, that I know of to have cancer in my family was my grandmother, Ruth Poindexter. Um, that's where I actually get one of my middle names from because Poindexter is her last name. So I have that as my middle name. And she died of brain cancer. And then I have my brother who had a very different type of cancer that spread from his liver to just all different um, areas of his body. And then I have my niece who actually had the same cancer as me, leukemia, is that my cancer that I had, it was like, um, it was rare that I had the type of cancer that I had because it was more so common in children than it was adults. And so that is why I was so persistent with doctors, like how I said earlier, of like wanting to get testing done. And when I finally went to a doctor that like listened to me, was willing to give me the test, my um, assumption, my idea was, correct that it was definitely because of uh, um, because of genetic reason
going to get into more of the medical stuff that I had to deal with. So, in my uh, first initial testing, uh, I had to get something done called a bone marrow biopsy. For those that are familiar with this, know how much this ish hurts. It, mm. I can honestly say that because of everything I went through with the cancer that I have a very high pain tolerance. But whew, it, mm, it essentially, um, a bone marrow biopsy, um, they remove a small sample of the bone marrow inside your bones for testing. Um, it is done using a small needle that is inserted into the bone. Now, you would think inserting it into the bone, that is like, oh, you're, um, you're wide awake. I mean, or that you're like asleep. Nope. I was wide awake. I was wide awake. Wide awake. They put some type of like numbing in the area with like the initial like insertion, which that can only go but so far. Like they don't have any that could go to the bone. So as soon as it made contact with the bone, I, it was I was done. I I was crying. I was definitely crying because that is how bad, that's how bad it hurt. And of course with pain and that, there is a lot of pain involved because of what's happening in the body. So I was in pain a lot. Um, I still deal with that to this day, even though I don't have the cancer anymore. Thank God. I don't have the cancer anymore, but the after effects of it, of me getting, getting the chemo and the different, um, stuff that I physically dealt with, like, I still deal with pain in my bones till this day. Um, so that's why I have to be, like, extra on it with, like, taking vitamins and, like, uh, the amount of activity that I can do physically, like, on myself, you know? So now let's move on to, uh, some, uh, a very scary thing that happened to me. I actually, actually, how do I start this? So there is a term in the hospital, um, like they have different codes for certain things that happen. Like there's a code red, there's a code black, there's a code yellow. I went through something that is called a code blue, which I essentially went into something called a cardiogenic shock. And cardiogenic shock is a condition in which your heart suddenly can't pump enough blood to meet your body's needs. So, yeah, my heart couldn't pump enough blood and it got to the point where my heart actually stopped. Um, and so I had a code blue. I don't remember a lot of what happened. I just remember one minute I was awake. Next minute, I felt like I just went into a very, very, very deep sleep. Um, so that was one thing that happened. It was definitely... Uh, it was definitely very scary. It was very, very scary. And something that I wish to never happen again and something that I do not wish on nobody at all. And then the medication, the treatment that I was on. So my treatment plan uh, lasted for like 
a good portion of the day I would say like half the day or almost the whole day almost because it's a process and the way that I did this was through an IV drip now you get the IV is like a little needle that is put into your arm that's connected to a vein um, and all the medication that I received was through IV drip now I would have to get to the hospital pretty much at the crack of dawn um, at a very ungodly hour um, I would have to get there at like 6 30 7 o'clock a.m. to have my treatment start at 7 30 a.m. and also mind you all of this I had to go through by myself because my immune system was already horribly bad and with the cancer on top of it I had to be in a room specifically isolated just for me um, every time I went to get treatment. And then um, the third time that I got diagnosed, which was in 2020, which we all know what happened in 2020, um, (laughs) I had to be alone and I wasn't allowed to have visitors. I wasn't even allowed to have visitors when the um, pandemic when the pandemic like didn't exist so the first treatment that i would get is a platelet transfusion um very similar to dialysis treatment where i was hooked up to a machine like iv drip style and uh i would get my blood platelets um the bad ones would be taken out that were infected by the cancer and then good clean fresh ones would be put in and now the medication I would take, um, all of this, uh, all of it was um, liquid, except for an antibiotic pill that is called vancomycin, which is an antibiotic. Um, it was a powder that was added to a liquid that would be put into the IV drip. So that was one that I had to take, antibiotic. I took morphine for pain relief. And then the two chemotherapy medications, yes, I was on two at the time. I was on two. Uh, Doxorubicin and Vincristine, which I received, again, through IV drip. Um, But in the beginning of my uh, treatment, like the beginning, beginning, like 2017 to 2019, um, I actually used to take pills. But they found that the IV drip treatment was better because the IV drip hits the system like more directly. And the pills, obviously, when you take a pill, it is slowly absorbed through the body. So that is why they made the switch from pills to IV drip. And I used to be just on one chemotherapy. um, But then they added uh, a second one onto it. in my life um I can I can be honest in saying that is like I had lost faith in God completely during this season in my life um and in the beginning of this with my first diagnosis in 2017 uh I was homeless dealing with homelessness so I was like just I was like just kind of like um 
getting into the attitude of like okay like god like god has me in this for a reason because like in my last episode where um not my last episode but like in one of my recent episodes where i talk about me being homeless for two years and of how god told me that um i needed to be more independent on him and be more obedient to him and lean more on him and so i was like okay god okay and so i had faith in god just like giving me that confirmation and and he did confirm it because when i just leaned into that um that's like shortly after i moved into like one of the more better shelters that i was in started getting like better treatment for my mental health i got housing very quickly so I was like, okay, God, thank you. Like, I, I really appreciate you for this. Like, thank you. And like the lesson that I will like try to continue to like keep with me, you know, of being more uh, dependent on him. And then with this, like one time, having cancer one time and surviving it is one thing because we all know like the chances of surviving cancer is is not the best but getting it three times like the second time I got it I was like okay like you gotta be kidding me then the third time I was like all right I'm gonna die like like f all this like I'm gonna like I'm gonna die I'm gonna die and my depression had got to a point where it's like I just like wanted to die whereas like if this cancer doesn't take me out then I might as well do it myself like that's how bad it got for me um depression like mental health wise and um yeah my faith in god at this point it was just it was very shaky and i was just like i was just like whatever happens happens i had that very nonchalant very desensitized way of thinking and um I can honestly say that it was the people that was around me at this time that they had the faith for me that I didn't have. They had the hope for me that I had lost. And if it wasn't for those people, the community of people that I had around me, um, they know who they are. Uh, Then I wouldn't have had like the little bit of hope that I did gain to like see through it to the end. Um... Now you're probably thinking I like I celebrated it, like had like a party or something. Like, nope, didn't have a party. I didn't want to. Um, and I still don't want to, to be honest, because of the fear that it could come back. And then it's like, like God or the devil shut me up. That's like, oh, you thought it was over? Think again. Um, it's like it's like the it's like the TikTok trend where it's like, oh, you thought you ate? Like, give me that plate. Like, it's it's almost like that. Um, which I shouldn't have that fear, but it's a reality, especially with um, just my medical history. Um, but um, physically, health-wise, I am doing better. Um, there is no sign of the cancer anywhere to be found. I do monthly check-ins with uh, my doctors uh, regarding that. I'm taking my vitamins. I'm trying to be as physically active as I possibly can to where I don't have too much pain in my body. Um, 
and yeah I'm just uh trying to take it day by day um I think just the emotional part of it of just the fact that I've dealt with this three times and I beat it three times got healed from it three times is something that I know a lot of people don't get to say um and um yeah uh I am uh grateful and thankful that I even get to like just share my uh story um whether it be via YouTube which um for those that do know of me having a YouTube channel, that channel has been just like so inactive, so dead. I think my last video was like three months ago or something like that. If you guys would like me to like try to do like podcast videos up there on that channel or to do more different types of content on my YouTube channel, let me know. Um, but yeah, to, but to be able to be here to talk about this however, in whatever outlet I used to talk about it it I am very I'm very much aware that it is a blessing very much aware because I know people who have lost um loved ones to uh cancer and um I mean me being one of them I lost my grandmother to it so um it's something that uh I don't take for granted and I never will uh take for granted That is it for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it of me sharing this story of how I overcame this. And my question for you guys listening is, what is something that God and your community of people helped you to overcome? Let me know your answer. Tell me your story because I would love to hear it. For those that have been continuing to listen to me from the beginning thank you and for the new listeners thank you for joining in on this episode if you would like to continue to listen to me please make sure to subscribe and follow me at anchor spotify apple Podcasts, and google Podcasts. follow me on instagram at kintsugi talks pod that is k-i-n-t-s-u-g-i talks pod all lowercase no spaces in between any of the words or letters And until next time, God bless.